You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode number 176 of the Make It British podcast. So before we get started on today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I'm about to open the doors to a brand new coaching program where I'm going to be working with business owners of product-based businesses that want to manufacture in the UK. So if you'd like my eyes on your business and help to make in the UK both profitably and easily, then just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash work with me. You can find all the details about my new program, which is called Manufacturing Made Easy. And you can also find out how you can apply. So now let's get on with today's show. It's a topic that I've been meaning to cover for a while because I get a lot of people contacting me that want help to find and work with UK manufacturers. And sometimes I have to say to people, the sore product that you're trying to make or what you want to achieve is probably better done overseas than it is here in the UK. Now, I know that probably sounds a bit bizarre to hear that from me, someone who is championing manufacturing in the UK, because I have to say, it's not always the best to make your product here in the UK. There are actually four different scenarios in which it's probably better to manufacture overseas than it is to manufacture here in the UK. So what I'm going to do today is run through what those four scenarios are and why in each of those instances, it's probably better to manufacture your product overseas than here in Britain. So number one is when you've got a product that is very labour intensive to make. Making in the UK, labour is generally your biggest cost because here in the UK, our minimum wage around £10 an hour compared to many other countries where manufacturing takes place, where the cost of labour is much, much lower. So it goes without saying that if it's a product that has a lot of labour involved in it, the cost of making the product is going to be pretty high. Versus a product where maybe a lot of automation takes place, doesn't have so much hands-on work from the people making it. So for instance, let me give you some examples of the sort of products that would be quite labour intensive. Maybe it's evening wear that is very heavily beaded with a lot of hand work on it. Maybe all those beads are hand sewn on. It has a lot of detail that has to be done with handwork. That could take someone hours to apply all that beading. So unless your product can command the price of hours and hours worth of UK labour, then it's probably going to be better to get that product made somewhere where they have those skills where labour costs are much lower. In fact, any clothing or textile or accessory or homeware product that has a lot of handwork on it is generally better to get made overseas. I don't know a lot of manufacturers in the UK that will do that handwork. And where they do, the cost of the product is generally high. And we're talking really high level, almost couture if we're talking fashion, products that are thousands of pounds because of the hours of work that go into making that product. The other sorts of products that are very labour intensive is maybe something with tons and tons of details, 
pockets, lots of different sewn parts that are all put together rather than something that is simpler. So the more detail, the longer that product is going to take to go through a sewing machine or through someone's hands. And it's the hands on time that has the cost. So if you've got a product that is very, very detailed and has lots of different details, you might want to think, do I want to take some of those details off? Is the product still as amazing without all those details? And how much time can I shave off the cost of making that product if I take some of the detail off? If that's something that you don't want to change and it's intrinsic to your brand and you want all those details, then it may be worth considering manufacturing your product overseas. Number two, is when there's a specialist skill required to make that product and we don't have those skills in the UK anymore. So there are a few product areas within fashion, homeware, textiles that we don't really have the skills for here anymore. So if you were to contact me and say you wanted to make refined ladies shoes, you'd pretty much be out of luck, sadly. There's a few people that will make women's shoes here in the UK. Gina have got a factory here. They only make their own brand. Joseph Azaguri, he makes beautiful shoes. He makes his own brand here in the UK. But if you want to set up your own brand making women's footwear, you'll have more luck learning those skills yourself and setting up your own studio to make those products than you will finding someone else that can make them for you, certainly if you want them on any scale, which is sad, but it's true. So refined women's footwear is one of those things. Most people that I know that want to make women's footwear like that will go to somewhere like Italy or Portugal or Spain to get that type of footwear made. The other thing is lingerie. So underwired lingerie, again, very few people that will make it here in the UK. We used to make so much lingerie here in the UK. M&S back in the 80s used to make all of their lingerie. In the Midlands, it was known for lingerie making. But because of the detail that goes into making, particularly things like underwired lingerie, it was one of those areas that very quickly went overseas because it was cheaper and because all the components were made there. We've lost a few lingerie factories here in the UK over the last few years as well. And there's a couple of people that will make it at a small scale in very small quantities. But sadly, most people that I know that want to make lingerie end up going overseas to get it made, which is such a terrible shame. I hope that someone will open a lingerie factory of some sort of scale here in the UK again very soon. I have heard rumblings that that might be happening. But for now, it's one of those products that people usually choose to make elsewhere. The other one is baseball hats. So there's no one that makes baseball hats in the UK. I think it's because they're one of those products that don't command a particularly high price compared to the amount of time it takes to make them. And so when people contact me saying they want someone that can make caps here, I have to tell them that is one of those products that you will have to go to somewhere like the Far East for. So like lingerie and women's footwear, we really have lost so much of the cut and sew hat making industry here in the UK. Hope it's one that's going to come back. But for now, if you want to make caps, you're going to have to import them and get just the embroidery done here in the UK. You can certainly find someone that can do that. So moving on now to scenario number three of why you might choose to make your product overseas rather than make it in the UK. And that is when the perceived value of the product is quite low and it doesn't justify paying the labour cost to get it made here. So I suppose something like your baseball caps would also fit into this section. 
also t-shirts. Now you would think that blank t-shirts for people to print on or embroider would be easily available made here in the UK. But it still doesn't yet seem to be the case. And I think it's partly because people don't want to pay the price for a blank t-shirt if they're going to print on it because they think the customer can't really see the difference and they actually don't want to sell the t-shirt for that much to the end user. So they end up using imported blank t-shirts and printing on them. Now don't get me wrong, there are several people that do make t-shirts here in the UK, but it depends how much you want to retail your t-shirt for. Does your customer understand the value of having a quality t-shirt that's made in the UK? Brilliant, then get it made here. If you've got the sort of customer that wants to pay a low price for a t-shirt, then you're going to have to buy it in. So if you come to me looking for a blank t-shirt to print on here in the UK, but you want to sell that whole finished t-shirt for 10 or 15 pounds, you're better importing your t-shirts than buying a quality t-shirt that's made here. I suppose the other product that comes into this area where the perceived value is low is quite often children's wear because it takes as much time to make a piece of children's wear as it does to make the equivalent product for an adult. So although we have some fantastic brands that make children's wear here, the factories to make them are actually few and far between. And when I know children's wear brands that are successful in making here, it's where they're definitely at the quality end of the market. Children's wear that is timeless, that you can hand down. The problem with kids wear is sadly, a lot of people do see it as disposable. They think kids are gonna grow out of it. It's not worth paying the price. And if you want to aim for that level of the market, then making your children's wear in the UK would not make sense. Quality children's wear, yes, but if you're aiming for the value end of the market for your children's wear, you're better off going overseas. And another product area where the perceived value of the product is low, I suppose would be something like a non-leather bag. So with leather bags, people are willing to pay several hundred pounds for a beautiful mulberry bag that's made here in the UK, for instance. But if a bag is non-leather, it can take almost the same amount of time to make as the leather bag, but it probably won't command the same sort of price. I suppose the exception to that would be where you've got a vegan material that is sold to a vegan customer and it's a quality made product. But if we're talking about something like a PU backpack for children or something like that that you want to sell for 15, 20 pounds, the labour that it takes to make that bag is probably nearly as long as it takes to make that mulberry bag. To make a strap, whether it's made in leather or whether it's made in something like PU, to add on all those pockets and zips and all the different components, probably not much different in the amount of time that it takes to make. But if the perceived value at the end is much lower because of the material that it's made from, then that's probably not the sort of product that you wanna get made here in the UK. And you should think about looking somewhere overseas. And finally, the only other instance where it might be worth going overseas to get your product made rather than the UK. So number four is if you need something that's a continuity product that you can afford to buy in big quantities that we maybe don't have the factory for to make here. It's a non-seasonal product, so you don't need necessarily need the flexibility and it's something you know that you can always sell and you just want to buy in something you get at a good margin that you know you're going to sell, then it might be worth getting that made overseas. So this is back to our t-shirt example again. Buying huge quantities of blank white t-shirts 
bringing them into the UK, you've got somewhere to, the, to store them. They don't change from season to season and you know you can always sell a white T-shirt. And that's probably why there aren't so many manufacturers making white T-shirts here in the UK because it's a volume product that doesn't command a high price. People will import them from places like China, Turkey, Cambodia. Everyone makes a T-shirt, whereas in the UK... We're much better at making a specialist product of high quality that people value. So if you have a product that you're thinking about getting made in the UK, does it fit into any of the four scenarios that I've just mentioned? Is it very labour intensive to make? Is it made using a specialist skill that we don't have here in the UK anymore? Is the perceived value of it pretty low and you can't command a high ticket price for it? Or is it a continuity basic product that you want to buy in huge volume that is not seasonal? If it meets any of those four criteria, then you may want to question whether it's worth getting it made here in the UK. Other than that, you should definitely be getting it made in the UK because there are so many benefits to actually making here. So I hope you found that useful. If you do have a product you're thinking of getting made here, drop me a message to kate at makeitbritish.co.uk or drop me a DM on Instagram, which is at makeitbritish. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to hear what the product is. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.